On Monday, October 16th, as Israel prepared to invade Gaza, more than 100 peace activists gathered at the Federal O'Brien Building in downtown Albany to call for an immediate ceasefire and release of all hostages. The event was sponsored by the Palestinian Rights Committee, Jewish Voices for Peace, and Saratoga Peace Alliance. Most of the speakers condemned the recent violence by Hamas, as well as the ongoing violence that Israel has inflicted on Palestinians for decades, turning the occupied territories into an open-air prison camps. Speakers blamed the Biden administration and other elected officials for their carte blanche support for Israel, rather than seeking peace and justice for all the residents of the Middle East. As Tom Ellis of the Palestinians' Rights Committee observed, if there is one thing we have learned since October 7th, it is that Hamas and the Israeli government are spectacularly talented in bringing out the worst in each other. Karen Kameli of Jewish Voices for Peace, a granddaughter of Holocaust survivors, recounted how she had fled Israel at the age of 16 to avoid the mandatory military service that all young people are required to engage in, which office is centered on the oppression of Palestinian civilians. We hear from Reverend John Palberg of the New York State Councils of Churches, Rabbi David Freeman of Jews United Against Zionism, Karen Carmelli, Tom Ellis, and former Daily Gazette journalist Carl Strzok. On Parlberg, um, I've been concerned about uh, issues in Palestine and Israel for several years now. I serve on the executive committee of the New York State Council of Churches and a regional coordinator for Churches for Middle East Peace. What do you think should be happening at this point as uh, Israel, you know, is uh, kind of leveling Gaza at the moment? Yeah, well, speaking for many of the churches who have issued statements, we are decrying the violence that uh, Hamas has inflicted on the people of Israel, calling for release of hostages, and calling on Israel to um, restrain from violence and to provide humanitarian relief to those who are in Gaza. Um, we've also been saying for many, many years that the underlying issue of uh, Israeli occupation and oppression of Palestinians uh, needs to stop um, because that only leads to the kind of violence that we're seeing today. And what would you say to you know our Congress people and uh, President Biden? What should the American government be doing at this point? Um, we would say we'd urge them to refrain from providing additional military aid to Israel and instead to prioritize diplomatic efforts at uh, working toward a ceasefire and uh, opening humanitarian corridors for the people in Gaza. In reality, how does one come to peace at this point, given the 75-year occupation and the loss of so much land and water? I don't think we're going to get to peace very easily or very soon. Um, but that does not mean that we should stop advocating for peace and advocating for justice. Um, many people said the same thing about the situation under the apartheid government in South Africa, and things did change. Um, it's going to be a long, long struggle, um, but we need to keep advocating for peace.
Uh, my name is Rabbi David Feldman. I'm with Nature Carta International, Jews United Against Zionism. I happen to be from Brooklyn County, the rest of my group from Orange County, not so far away from here. We are Jewish communities. We are so upset to all what's going on in Palestine already for decades. Uh, all what we are, are experiencing the last couple of days uh, is just a continuation. Nothing started now, nothing started a week ago. All of this started over 75 years ago when this brutal occupation of Palestine uh, first started oppressing an entire people happens to be in total uh, contrast to basics of, Jew, of, Jude, of Judaism. This is forbidden. This occupation is forbidden from beginning to end. And sadly, we have a state of Israel insisting that they represent all Jews and they act in the name of all Jews and they act, uh, unfortunately, in the name of the Jewish religion. This is not the Jewish religion. This is not the opinion of the, of the masses of Jewish people. We have masses of Jewish people in the, in the United States, in Palestine and the world over who oppose this occupation in its entirety. If we are truly looking for a solution, if we want to see a long-lasting solution, we have to search and understand what is the root cause behind all of this. Otherwise, we would never uh, reach the right solution. The root cause here is not the difference of religion. We had differences of religions for a very long time before all this uh, 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 terrible situation started decades ago. It is the occupation which is destroying the Palestinian people and endangering the Jewish people as well. We don't need the state of Israel to protect us. We were protected by Muslims for a very long time. We don't want to have a state of Israel to endanger the Jewish people the world over. Thank you very much. My name is Karen Carmelli. I'm out here today representing Albany's chapter of Jewish Voice for Peace. Uh, I'm an Israeli-American citizen. I lived in Israel for 16 years, and I left before being drafted into the Israeli military. I'm also the granddaughter of Holocaust survivors, and what I'm seeing in Palestine right now is an absolute genocide, and I feel like it's my responsibility to be here and speak out against it. My grandfather, who survived the Holocaust by the skin of his teeth at the age of 11, his entire family was murdered by Nazis, always instilled in me the value of never again. Never again is now. It is our duty to speak out, and that's why I'm here today. And, and how does one um, you know, respond to Israelis' uh, concern about they want to be feel protected? Everyone wants to feel protected, and everyone deserves the right to be protected. What Hamas did, I mean, the murder of Israeli civilians, including children, was abhorrent. And what we are calling for today is a ceasefire to make sure that more children and more innocent civilians aren't killed in this bloody conflict that has roots in a 75-year-old occupation. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, my name is Tom Ellis. I live in Albany and I work with the Palestinian Rights Committee. And we're here today for a number of reasons. One is we're calling upon the United States government to demand that the Israeli government open the pipes again and allow water into Gaza. They haven't allowed water into Gaza in more than a week, and people are probably already dying of thirst by now, and they certainly will be very soon, that most of the water in Gaza is polluted. Um, we're also calling for a, a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas, and we're calling for a release of the political prisoners and the captives on both sides and we're calling for allowing the humanitarian aid to come in, and we're calling for, God, what are we calling? <laughs> Sorry. We're calling for an end to the siege, if I didn't already say that, and, and opening up Gaza to the outside world again. How, how has our local Congress people been responding to the situation, and are they trying to push the Biden administration for more even-handed policy? I, I, I know that Schumer and Gillibrand are not. 
Um, Tonko, I'm not sure. I know that Schumer was quoted a few days ago of accusing Hamas of unprecedented viciousness, and which I think is like rather hypocritical on his part, considering that Hamas may be as vicious as Israel, but Israel does it on a vastly greater scale, and they've done it for 75 years. If people are interested in finding out more, particularly about the local chapter of the Palestinian Rights Committee, how best can they do that? They could contact me at t-o-m-e-l-l-i-s-107 at gmail.com. We're going to have our website up and running within a couple of weeks. Thank you very much, Tom. Uh, Carl Strock with the Palestinian Rights Committee. Um, one of the things I'm distressed about here is that this is going to make, and by this I mean the current disaster in Gaza, uh, Palestine, is going to make media coverage even more slanted than it was. Uh, before there was very little justification for seeing, um, for seeing Israel as the good guys and the Palestinians as the bad guys. But this, the massacre that occurred, the invasion on, uh, on October 7th, I'm afraid, makes the media's job easier in a way. It's easier for them to push the line that the Palestinians are the victims and, um, and that the, um, excuse me, that the, um, that the Israelis are the victims and the Palestinians are the aggressors. I'm sorry to see that. And I understand you actually visited the occupied territories, and what was your impression on that visit? I did. I did. I visited, um, I visited the, uh, the West Bank and uh, East Jerusalem. It's been quite a while now. It's been, I think, uh, 11 years. And that uh, turned my mind on this. I had not previously been all that concerned with Israel and Palestine, and that opened my eyes. It was a shock to me, frankly. It was really a shock to see how the Palestinians were treated, how they had lost their land, how they'd been dispossessed. I met ordinary Palestinian people. I had a Palestinian interpreter with me, and it um, kind of changed my life in a way. It really did. This has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.